It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello and welcome to episode 165 of Back of the Net. It's the number one AFC Bournemouth fans podcast. My name is Tiggs and in this podcast we'll be looking over the last week that saw us fall to a 3-0 humbling defeat against Arsenal. But also there was a glimmer of joy as a much changed side saw success against Norwich in the Carabao Cup. More on that later. Our regular listeners do not be concerned at the change of voice. Sam is still very much well. He's ferreting away as we speak to create more content for our YouTube channel, which is literally bursting with goodness already. So please, if you haven't already, you really need to check that out. After the 3-0 defeat to the Gunners at Dean Court on Saturday, Scott Parker witnessed what he described as an unacceptable first-half performance. And that was playing the new kind of three at the back style, followed by an improved second half performance with the four like we had last season. So the question is this, where do we go from here? And does Scott Parker need to consider if maybe defence isn't the best form of defence? Should we be having more of a go? Sam was joined by Tom, as always, and the triumphant return of the eloquent Neil Dawson for our second look to dissect the game. Let's have a listen. 
Hello Cherries fans and welcome to the second look this Monday here on Back of the Net. It's myself, Sam Davis, I've got Tom Jordan with me as well and also the return, the return. of Neil Dawson. It is. My, my agent wanted you to get to 7,000 subscribers then said I could come back. See. Oh, I'm so glad we got there, mate. So glad we got there. In the words of Emma Bunton, what took you so long? Where have you been? How, how have you been? Anyway? I know, I've been great. I've been great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, uh, in, had a good summer. Great weather. Football season started. Not so great, but yeah. I'm sure it'll pick up. We always said the journey's better than the destination, the journey of getting there. And in hindsight, looking back at the championship season, it, it was very good when you think about it because you woke yeah. up every morning and you could expect something, and you, always, and you had hope. Whereas now, yeah, playing Man City away, Arsenal, Liverpool. I think we knew the fixtures though, didn't we? We knew the way the fixtures looked, and it was always going to be difficult. So as Neil said, we'll see. It'll pick up, I would have thought. But yeah, as you say, mate, last season was enjoyable. We knew this was going to be tough. So let's just see how it pans out. But yeah, it's been a difficult start, isn't it? Yeah. And obviously the first game of the season went all right, didn't it? Yeah, that was brilliant. Yeah, yeah so I think, uh, we knew with the fixtures that we had coming up, I think we had to get something at Villa. We had to get something against Villa. And uh, I think a lot of fans would probably have taken the draw in that game. So I was expecting maybe one point from the first four games. So three points was probably as, about as much from a points total as we could have expected, I think. So I know that's probably what we'll end up getting. Yeah, I, I think with every ball that's kicked now, I think, God, that Villa win looks so, so good now. Thank God we got that win against Villa. Um, so yeah, as Neil said, I probably would have taken a point before the game just so we didn't lose it because we looked at the other fixtures. But that that's going to be a massive win, isn't it? You know, the more the game's gone, you think, thank God we beat Villa, and it'll probably it'll feel the same in that Wolves game, won't it? That um, it's crucial we get something because we're not like Everton now, or those teams that are like looking at one point or was it West Ham zero. But you know, you're yeah. looking up, think where that first win's going to come from. I think psychologically, Eddie Howe always said that in our first season, that West Ham game was massive, wasn't it? Because you mm. got to get three three points. So. I mean, I think Scott Parker would be delighted he got that. I mean, you look at that first four, by the way, you're thinking City, Arsenal and obviously Liverpool to come. And we could, there could be quite a few teams below us still. And yeah, you yeah. think of them fixtures, yeah. we, everyone would expect us to be rock bottom. We could not be in that bottom three after them games just because of that one win. I think, is it West Ham and West Ham on zero, aren't they? I think, obviously, we'll see what happens like with other teams. But like United, Leicester, there's quite a few teams that are still less points than us. Yeah. So. And United will be on zero after Monday probably Yeah, as exactly, well. yeah, after tonight, yeah. But... It's quite interesting because at the start of the season we saw the fixture list, we saw Villa. We I think that it sort of put a lot of pressure on the Villa game based on the subsequent three fixtures. And I was as good as writing those off. But even though we have sort of it's gone to form so far, mm. I'm noticing on the forums and on Twitter and stuff there's still criticisms and there's still these comments about how poor we are. Yeah. Is that is that is that still to be expected even though we're yeah really I, I think schooled? I think it's not because of the results. I think it's because of the way that we've the way that we set up. So I think most fans just want you to have a go. And I don't think anyone would be critical if you go and have a go at Man City and you lose 5-1, like we, you know, we used to with Eddie. Um, I, think it's more, I think it's more that. I think that we, we literally haven't tried to lay a glove on either Man City or, or Arsenal yesterday in the sort of lineups that you, you know, the Arsenal lineup yesterday when I saw it. Mm. I just thought that, that is a team that is just, it's just a, just a whole structure of fear, really. Yeah. I think that's what's frustrating the fans, not the results. I don't think, you know, mm. I, I, I expected us to have one point after the first four games. Three would have been a massive bonus. Points total is on par with where we want to be. Mm. It's, the, uh, it's the nature of how we're setting up, I think. Do you think, I've asked, I've asked a few people this over the weekend, I've asked Bournemouth fans, I've asked Arsenal fans as well on the vlog and on 
on uh, various bits and pieces. But do, do you feel as though they have turned a corner this season, Arsenal? Arsenal? Yeah. yeah, they're a completely different side to what we, that, what we played when, in our previous yeah. years against them. They haven't got that you, soft centre anymore, no. have they? I always used to think we had a chance against Arsenal. Yeah. And I think so we beat, I, yeah. them, beat them once, then we drew three all with them. Yeah. There was a couple of times up there where I think it was one 0 when if yeah, we took a chance we would have we would have been in it. But they they weren't they didn't have that fear factor that the others had, and I think now they probably have, which is you know good, good for them. Yeah, they're definitely more solid defensively as well. You used to always feel like you can get them, couldn't you? Like yeah, if you, you think oh if you get an early goal, rough them up, the fans got on their back. But yeah, they do look do look different. But yeah, as as Neil said, I think it is the we ex- we didn't we probably got more points than we expected because that yeah. Villa game. But it is the manner of it, I think. We've gone in both games and kind of just gone, well, they're going to beat us. And I think if you're going to set up that way, I was saying to Neil Offair, then you've got to be bloody resilient and blimming good defensively. And we're not, so what's the point is how it feels. Because we're 2-0 down after 10 minutes. So we're obviously not good enough to play that way. So we might as well have a crack. I mean, we just see Newcastle won't be draw three or with, with City. But if they had lost that game 4-3, everyone would have gone, we expect to lose anyway. I'm glad we had a crack. And we haven't done that. And I think that's why you get in murmurings, but not the results. Yeah. The um, formation's obviously changed since the end of last season, going three at the back. What's your thoughts on that? Because in my mind, I thought that continuity might be key, playing playing to a way that we know can get results. I don't yeah. think it was that free-flowing football that we had under Eddie, but it was purposeful football and it, and it worked, yeah. ultimately. But three at the back, um, new things to learn for everyone. I, I, I wasn't sure. Um. Well, I think it's, he did it. He did exactly the same thing with Fulham. He went up playing four at the back and changed to five at the back. I think he, he clearly sees the Premier League as a tough task and, and wants to build from a solid base. Um, there's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with three at the back. I mean, if it's played the correct way with full-backs high up the pitch, it's a really attacking formation. Yeah, yeah. So it's, you know, it's wrong to say it's a negative formation, but we don't play it like that. So yesterday we had a complete flat back five, yeah. and and with two defensive mid- midfielders in front. It literally meant that the seven players back, and you could see when we got the ball, it was, you know, like Kiefer Moore was trying to run down a channel. You know, it doesn't help not having Solanke. But no, I think we had some great things last year with, the, with the, that relationship between Anthony and um, Zamora, yeah. and, and that's gone now. Uh, so it's almost like we've sacrificed those things to have a three centre-halves at a time when we had no centre-halves. So Cahill retired, Phillips gone back to Liverpool. He only really trusted Kelly. Yeah, true. Why would you change your system with three centre-backs when you've only got one you like? Mm. It just seems really mad to me. Yeah, I think that was the strange thing. Is like you say, we're not... I mean, have we played with different three centre-halves virtually every game already? I think Lerma and Mepham yeah. kind of switched roles, didn't they, in one game? But So, yeah, there's no... And then, obviously, Sonesi's come in. But, yeah, to, to add an extra centre-half when that's the position that we're really lacking was a bit odd. But, as Neil said, I think it, it's not a system... I, I don't go, well, we should never play that system... But when when probably haven't got the players yet, and Scott will obviously hope we eventually will. Don't think we've got the right personnel to do it at the moment, or we're not implementing it in the right way at the moment. And as Neil said, I think Pearson and Lerma both sat in front yesterday, just meant that there was no. It was so deep yeah. that it was it was really really tough to get, particularly up the pitch with Kiefer Moore. Just on his own. Kiefer Moore at one stage was I don't know if you saw him. He was, he was trying to go like that because he. He literally was like, someone's got to get vaguely close to me. Yeah. I think it was supposed to be Philip Billings' job, but he had one of his lazier games. You know, Philip Billings, I think you think you get one lazy game in three, don't you? And yeah. he, he had that yesterday. Whether it might be being unfair to him, he might not be lazy. He just might not be 
quite clued with what's going on, but he just, he, he didn't get close. He, I don't know what he did really. But I he, think his style makes him look lazier than what he is. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's, so he's not lazy. He just not strives lazy. about. There's certain yeah, games where, you, where everyone says that and then you look back on little stat things, you think, oh, we actually cover quite a lot of ground. Like, you don't realise, but... <laughs> but yeah, from I, an impact point of view. Yeah, I think... Low. I remember the City game, obviously he was left out. Yeah. And I remember saying, if we're going to play Kiefer Moore and we're going to play that way, we've got to get Billing on and tell him get on the knockdowns, get, you know, get on the second balls. So when I saw that, I was actually quite pleased. I thought, I've been able to get closer to Kiefer, but he just didn't. And I don't know, as Neil said, I don't know if that's because he's not quite sure of his role there yet, maybe. But yeah, he didn't have a good game, did he? No, we'll get into the nuts and the bolts of the game at the weekend. But firstly, just want to say we're at the Goods Yard in Broadstone. If you've not been here before, it's a great pub. It's not going to be around for too much longer. So make sure you pay this place a visit. Uh, it closes on September the 4th, but on the 3rd, is on the Saturday night, they've got a great band playing, so make sure you head on down here for a beer and make sure you see this place off in style. It's just opposite uh, Broadstone Sports Centre where, where we're about to be playing football very, very soon, Tom. Hopefully we can do a little bit better than the Bournemouth players did uh, yeah, on no, Saturday, eh? No dramas, mate, no dramas. I'll, I'll run around. Oh, and I'm in goal, aren't I? Yeah, oh, right. I'm in goal tonight. You'll have to do the bits for me, mate. I'll try. I'll try. So, look, um, the team then yesterday, uh, Senesi came in, not quite his debut, but his full debut. Um, and he was at the back of the three. Also, I suppose the other only contentious position was who was going to partner Jefferson Lerma in midfield. Mm. He went with Ben Pearson. And then, obviously, mm. Dom Solanke still got a knock or whatever it is. Yeah. So, Kiefer Moore in. Mm. We heard rumours that Solanke was out for a lot longer than what he wa- yeah, was, sure according yet. to... Mm. I mean, the press conference on Friday seemed to indicate that he will be back soon. But I think Scott's way, just said out. that he's hoping he'll be available for Liverpool, so hopefully... But yeah, I think we kind of said, apart from the Solanke situation, I think we said in the preview, didn't we? Um, I felt that Lerma would move up and Celeste would get his game, um, his start. But I thought he'd go with Lewis because I just felt that Pearson and Lerma, as we kind of alluded to, might be too much of a defensive double pivot. He went with Pierre, though, um, but he only made the half-time anyway, didn't he? And then he brought Lewis on, who actually thought had a decent cameo second half. He tried tremendous. to get us up the pitch, didn't he? He, he, played, he played like a man that wants to get back in the team. Definitely, yeah. So I think, I think you look at it now and think if he, if he doesn't play him, in the next game, there's nothing more Lewis Cook could have done because no. he came on, grabbed the game by the scruff of the neck. He was the only player that I thought looked technically as able as the Arsenal players on our side. So. Pearson, he had a great game in the first game of the season against yeah, yeah. so you can maybe understand why he went with him again. But I was, I was about to ask Neil, in terms of like Kiefer Moore being up top instead of Dom Solanke, how much do you reckon that changes the team talk that Scott makes and like tactically? Do you think it's very different? Because he, I mean, he is a different type of player, isn't he? Yeah, I don't know if it's so much the talk. I just think it's a it's the way that we it's the way that we can play. Because Solanke will run a channel and he'll drag the whole team up the pitch. So the problem we had yesterday. So I thought yesterday, surely he would have gone with um, Anthony or Dembele or someone yeah. that we could play down a channel like Newcastle did with some Maxim some Maxim yeah. in this afternoon. It just because literally it takes the whole team up the pitch. Yeah. So Arsenal aren't going to score from within their own half. No. And, and, you know, that's the bit that I just think, you know, without that outlet, you are literally saying we're going to let Arsenal have the ball in our half for 90 minutes and let's hope that we can keep them out. Yeah. And when you've got Gabriel Jesus and players like that, you're not going to keep them out. So I was really surprised at that because Kiefer Moore plays facing backwards and then he comes into his own when the ball comes into the box. And that is, you know, he's very, very good at it. He was, he's, been, he's probably been one of our best players this year. There's no criticism of him. But it's not, it, you know, he can't play that lone front role. No. I feel like he's almost... I almost feel like, oh, is he wanting Marcus Tavernier to do that role? Because he's got legs, hasn't he? But yeah. he's too deep. 
to, to impact it. Like, yeah, and I don't know if that was a tactical thing or maybe Marcus Tavernier wasn't quite. You know, we don't we don't know. But I felt he was set up with with Tavernier too deep because I think he could potentially do what you're saying and stretch him because he's got the legs. But yeah, I think we're setting him up. He's a little bit restricted at the moment. I'd like to see him be a give like a bit more of a license. We were talking after the game. Do you remember the season where? Our first season, when we had a little spell where he didn't quite trust Josh King, who was new, and he played Glenn Murray on his own up front, yeah. and he did it for a few games. It was exactly the same as yesterday. We didn't, yeah. we didn't get out our half. We went to Southampton. We were two 0 down at half time. Glenn Murray was, and Eddie took him off, brought Josh King on, and we were all like, "Oh God, not Josh King," because he hadn't, he hadn't started for us very well. And he, but he literally, he just did that. He dragged the whole team yeah, up yeah, the, pitch. the pitch. We yeah. still lost, but then he came into the team. Glenn Murray had a half went. And then that was, you know, then we won four in a row, I think, in November and December. Yeah, that was when we had the Everton game, the United game, yeah. the Chelsea game, yeah. And, and it was all about, yeah. Josh King wasn't as good a player at that time as Glenn Murray, yeah. but what he did do was he brought the whole team up the pitch. And that's what we're, you know, at the moment, surely, if, if Solanke isn't going to be fit, he has to try, either sign someone or try Dembele or someone who's quick. He might not be the best player, like Josh King wasn't, but will get the team up the pitch. Yeah, I agree with that. We showed him a lot of respect, didn't we? I mean, it yeah. didn't help our start, but I don't know. It just that first forty-five was was was, was terrible. I thought like, they had so much of the ball. In fact, we had more possession in the second half than we did the first half. Our mm. stats are so much better. But first half, I mean, it didn't it didn't exactly start brilliantly. But yes, they are a class above. But I don't know. Sometimes I just feel as though we do show him a little bit too much respect. And no. you know, that early goal, I've got a feeling, is going to be so important. This, yeah, well, yeah. I, well, who scores first? Is going to be we saw that in the Villa game, didn't we? Yeah. That it, it's, it would have been interesting if Lerma hadn't have scored that goal in the Villa game, how the game would have panned out, because it's easier, because then you've got something to hold on to, and we were pain in the arse to break down that day, and we'd had something to hang on to. And yeah, I think it was one of them things, Arsenal were really high on confidence at the moment as well, remember, and I think you saw that straight from the off, they're knocking it about, and we're very much scared and fearful of what happened the week before against City. It's easy to say in hindsight, isn't it? Kind of, oh, why don't we just go toe to toe? So it might not have changed, and we don't actually know. I'd always prefer us to be a bit more like that. But yeah, it was, it was a well worked goal, and they are a team on the up, mate. So yeah, maybe we did pay them a little bit too much respect, but they are a team playing some good stuff at the moment, and the only team that have won every game. Yeah, and Senesi got found out a little bit with that first goal. I mean, the ball got played into Jesus, was it? And yeah. he, he sort of out muscled Senesi, who came forward to meet him, but, you know, two touches, and he was away, and, he, and Senesi was nowhere. and it felt like Gabriel Jesus took on about five players. I mean, Did you? Yeah, the, yeah. the technical quality he had there, low centre of gravity, and just yeah, yeah you know, put that little through ball and Senesi, yeah, got got found out. Welcome to the Premier yeah, League. I felt because it was interesting because um, last week Scott Parker had said it, too much to throw him in against Haaland, which is it's correct. But if you think about it, I mean, his nickname was a gladiator, wouldn't he? Mm. So he's he's renowned for being able to deal with physical strikers mm. and. Uh, so you think we don't play him against Haaland, but you think, well, we'll have, let, let, have a crack against Jesus, who, you know, who's a very, very mobile, quick, sharp striker. Yeah. And, uh, I, you know, you've got to feel for him because no one wants to get hooked at half-time on their no. debut, particularly when you're a flagship signing, do you? Yeah. So it's, uh, it, you know, but uh, it was a correct thing to do. And um, Mepham, you know, ha hasn't really put a foot wrong this season. And, and I still would play Lerma at centre-back. Because I think he, he's been our—he was our best defender against Villa, Jefferson yeah, Lerma—and he was the best defender in the first half against Man City. I thought. So, some people have been saying on the Vitals forum, and it's that one person was saying that you know, Scott's done the wrong thing. The team is um, unbalanced, or he said it's unprepared or unsettled. Is that, I think the word that was that was used, because they chucked Senesi in. But you know, when do you start him? I mean, yeah. well, why not? 
with a match that is effectively a free hit. Yeah, potentially. Yeah, I think you start against Man City. If you yeah, wanted, yeah. And I think most fans actually wanted to see him start, and yeah. I think I don't think anyone was surprised that he started the game. But I agree with what Neil said. What's ironic is that Nunes is suspended, and everyone's going, "Oh, Nunes suspended for the Liverpool game." I'd, I'd rather him be up against a big strike. He's probably going to end up with like Salah in a false nine or something, and that's going to be a nightmare because he's going to be facing someone a bit more like Jesus. Um, and I think he seems like the type of centre half that would rather a battle. And Lerma did that. Uh, I mean, Danny Ings didn't have a, have a sniff. And Lerma, as much as City were brilliant, done really well on Haaland, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. Um, he's quick. He's quick and he reads the game well. Reads the game well, I think. Yeah, very intelligent. So I would be, I would be tempted, while we're still settling down, to keep him in there. Because I think he's, he's better than Sanessi currently. And I think he's better than Mepham currently. But, you know, and we have got enough midfielders. We could have played Lewis Cook and left Lerma in the back. And Pearson can still kind of do that destroyer role, can't and then, then Pearson could have been a destroyer role on his own, yeah. as opposed to having the two destroyers. But It's fair to say the atmosphere at the, at the Villa game helped the players along. But mm. when you can see two early goals, I mean, the second goal, again, Tom, talked talk me through it briefly. It started on the right-hand side, didn't it? And then no, Jesus, like, pulled off slightly. And then, like, Odegaard just... Yeah, left foot bang into the net. I mean, unfortunately, we go one nil down now, and I think that's it. Whereas in these type of games, I didn't. Yeah, in these type of games, it's going to feel like that. Unfortunately, we got one more up against Liverpool. But but yeah, it was a it was a well worked goal, as you're saying. Jesus didn't even score on the day, but he did. Got disallowed. But he was just unplayable. Um, I think probably the compliment to Arsenal, just talk about Arsenal, it was like Saka and Martinelli weren't two of their best players. And normally, if them, Arsenal in previous years, I always felt like if some of their star players didn't have a good game, you could get them. They've got players everywhere. Um, I thought Ben White at right back was brilliant, and Zinchenko at left on them, you know, the two fullbacks. But Odegaard and Zinchenko stood out to me. I yeah. just thought they were, they were yeah. superb. That's why maybe our midfield didn't look as sharp, yeah. because they were just so good at at keeping the ball and that defensive shield of uh, I've forgotten is it in party what's it party and Jacques Parte, wasn't it yeah, yeah. The, 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 is it Atletico Madrid wasn't it yes. he, he was superb as well so just it, it was a it was a tall order yeah. but I just think you've got to you've got to get up the pitch against teams like that because otherwise they will just pick you off and that's what they did and so do you reckon this like four at the back thing then is our is our plan B now um, do you think for these type of games, yeah. definitely. Or, you know, because he seems to have a couple of options. If Dom Solanke was fit, then he could put Keith Moore up top with him. Yeah. Um, yeah, on the Villa game, he kind of... at the back. And, yeah. I mean, the second half was so much better as a result of it. Wasn't it was. Uh, I think I said it on the, on the fan cubs after. As much as I do think it was better, I think in the last two games, everyone said, oh, second half was better. I go, yeah, yeah. yeah the opposition have got the win. Yeah. So, of course, you're going to be better because they'd have to do anything. But, but let's not take away. We were better, and I do prefer to the four. But I think it probably... We ain't going to check. Against Liverpool, we're going to have a five, in my opinion. I'd be shocked if we don't. But, you know, eventually as the season goes on, maybe it'll just be for them bigger teams. I don't know. But he certainly, Neil said it earlier, he'd done the same with Fulham. He obviously looks at this at the Premier League and when you've got a side that maybe on paper are going to always struggle, he obviously feels like it's the way to go. Um, and equally, would I want, if he's been working on this with the players for ages, that we're going to go to this five, I'd almost be worried if he just chucked it in the bin because you kind of go, oh, you even doubting yourself here. So, yeah, I don't know. But, um, for these type of games, I think he's certainly going to go with this. But we did look better in the second half, as you say. We look a little bit more comfortable. I was really pleased to see Jalen get his Premier League debut. And, yeah. and he looked good. And as we said, I thought Lewis could look good. And all the subs actually had come on made a positive impact, to be fair. Even later on, when like Christian had come on, I thought they looked, they looked all right. They're probably all going, I need to grab that shirt now. Yeah. So. But you're right, you do have to be careful. Because we, we, we've had this in seasons gone by where you're in danger of whatever, when, when you go heavily, like heavily down at half-time against the top team, they just go into cruise mode because they are conserving themselves for Europe yeah, and all yeah. the other things that they've got to do. 
uh, and all the, all the top sides do it. So there's a danger that you then look at whatever you do in the second half and the players that come on look better because yeah. you know they're, they're playing against a team that's relaxed yeah. and think, oh, that's the answer, that's the answer. So you, you've got to be careful because you can't throw the baby out with the bathwater. But, um, but certainly all the players that came on yeah. played better than the ones that went off. And the formation workers, Zamur and Anthony, were... Yeah. Uh, and we only conceded the one goal. Yeah, with, we did. With, with I mean, four at the back. We tested them. We, did, we tested Ramsdale almost. Keith Moore's yeah. header. Uh, that Tavernier. was going so far wide. It was. Was it? Was it one for the cameras? Because yeah. yeah. I think officially we only had one shot on target, which was Mepham's flick on header that Ramsdale really? scored. Oh, right. yeah, 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 yeah. They said in the last two games we've had two shots on target, which is Ben Pearson and Chris Mepham. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, quite strange. And, like, but yeah, we tried to put a little bit on them, didn't we, at least? Tavernier had a, had a shot which it, at, the, at the near post, it went into the he side. He should have done better with that. He, I was right have. behind that. He, that, really he, should, should, have. he should have gone across goal with that. And then that free kick was relatively close, mm. that where Smith-Rowe was the draft excluder. But, yeah. I mean, yeah. Arsenal, yeah, like you say, they could have, they could have had four. Um, but it's OK, it gets easier. Liverpool, well, actually, we've got Norwich. Norwich, but, Norwich. So, what, what's the deal there? How... how how important is the Carabao Cup to Scott Parker now? How important is it to Norwich? It's almost a dead rubber, and it? it's a fixture yeah. that both teams don't really want. I think it'll be exactly like uh, he'll treat it the same way as Eddie Howe did, where yeah. it's a good chance to get the other 11 um, fit, match fit, have a look at some of them, um, maybe try a couple of things out. I'd imagine Norwich will probably treat it uh, the same way they did last year, didn't they? They made quite a few changes. They just had better changes than us. It's like a role reversal. We've probably... Yeah got a slightly better squad now um both sides will play a reserve team it's always i, I, I always like them when they're at home they're fun to go along because yeah, but... it's always good to see my condes isn't it <laughs> i love watching he'll, he'll, he'll score probably but um uh if he's gonna still be around next week who knows yeah. but yeah so it's nice to see some of the bit part players shame it's not home i think it'd be interesting to see if we we probably haven't got the personnel to do it at center half but i think most of the time you'd probably go if you're scott parker you go i want to play the five at the back again against norwich because i want to see what the fringe players are like in this system but we haven't got enough center halves no. so i think he probably will go to a four because he'll probably i think he'll play Celesi and yeah. try and get more and i think he'll play him with hill as, as a center half pairing um and then it could fredericks could be back for left left side potentially and then stacy but Nyland had a good debut there last year, didn't he? And now it would be Neto. So he, he can't have as bad a debut as Nyland did. So. An ex-Barcelona keeper playing in the... Playing Carabao Cup. Norwich away. That's what he dreamed of oh, as a kid. Yeah. He drew when he was growing up in... Was he Brazilian? Yeah, yeah. Brazilian. He was growing yeah. up in Rio de Janeiro. He thought, one day, <laughs> I'll get to play in Caro Road at the Carabao Cup. Oh. So, um, but yeah, Liverpool after that then. And... Um, I mean, Neil, you've sort of sacked off the idea of um, you know going to away games that you just think there's no there's no chance. Yeah, I'm going to make myself really... sound like a plastic fan now, I but, know, but I don't blame you, especially in this. You've uh, got to, you've got to conserve climate. your money for where you think there's going to be a chance. And I did. I've done too you've many done years you, yeah. of driving, you know, 400 miles, paying a couple of hundred quid to watch your team not have the ball, mm. and I just I can't be bothered with it. So I go to Forest, and yeah. I'll go to. Wolves and Leicester and Southampton and teams like that, but I, I won't. I won't do Anfield because I just I, I find it too boring. I found the first half against Arsenal so boring. Yeah. I like to just watch a football football match that's fairly even. I just mm. it just doesn't appeal to me. I'll do the home games, obviously. Realistically, what what are you hoping to to get out of Liverpool? I mean, in an ideal world, three points. But like realistically, what are you hoping to see? I hate going into games thinking that well, we can't realistically get anything because we, of course, can. It's football, and you know, you you put one ball over the top, and Van Dijk pulls someone down, gets straight red, and you've got eleven v ten, and you've got a chance. You don't know in football, but yeah, obviously, I'm expecting a defeat. I'm probably expecting. 
I don't know if Liverpool at this moment in time will will be. They're certainly not the same sort of team as City and Arsenal. Um, and it might. I'd, I'd be. I'd be frustrated if it's so much of a batter in a four-five. I, I would like to think. You know, Fulham. I know they're at home, but Fulham showed you've. I would like to see us kind of go go direct the key for more and make him hang off kind of Trent on that side and get the knockdowns and there's things you can do but I think they'll be obviously be too strong for us. We're recording this before the Man United yeah. a Man United win would be dreadful for us, wouldn't it? Yeah, in a weird way. Oh my god! Liverpool, Liverpool have reaction. a sticky start. Yeah. So another sticky start would would demonstrate that the the it's a chance to get at them when they're at a, a weaker moment. Yeah. Whereas I think if they beat. Um, Man United convincingly with City having dropped a point today I think they'll they'll want to cement things against us and um, it's going to be it's going to be a tough I always think the Liverpool games are slightly less dull so Man City just keep the ball and walk around like Barcelona yeah, I think yeah. the, the beauty of going to Liverpool is they will attack at pace and they'll leave space behind And yeah. they're not about possession really no, as much are they no, they're a far more entertaining team to watch but they will give you gaps, as you say. The fullbacks will go so far yeah, yeah, yeah. high, and, but, the, the but we haven't got any. We're not. We won't play a formation say. to exploit it. Yeah. Because the, the, the opening day, Mitrovic and they were getting on the knockdowns, Fulham. So we need to, as we've said in this video, we need someone to get the knockdowns off even more. But in the Palace game, they could not cope with Zaha's pace on the break. They couldn't cope with it. But if we're not going to um, utilize players like Anthony Dembele, you know, you're saying to have an ear higher up. Then it's kind of, I'd like to think we'd have looked at them two games, or Scott would have, and as you say, we don't know what's going on with the Man U game, and at least learn from that and go, that's how you can get a Liverpool. We might alter it a little bit, maybe, but obviously not expecting anything there. After the, um, actually, well, before the, the Arsenal game on Saturday, so quite often, this is um, trade secret, I schedule tweets because I always forget to tweet during game. I'm not one that I don't usually look at my phone. Um, you know, some people tweet during matches. I I sort of forget to tweet, but so what I do is I schedule like a five-word match report yeah. tweet to go out full time. All right, good. Um, yeah. Only I scheduled it for five o'clock because I forgot it was half past five. Okay. <laughs> so I got a lot of comments through saying the game's not started yeah. yet, Sam. So quickly, hastily deleting it. But look, I'll go through a few of um, of the comments from after the Arsenal game after I rescheduled the tweet. Um, can't play that poorly again. Jesus raises Gunners another level. Need new players in now. A boring bag of piss, said Sean. 4 4 2 is yeah, better. Fine, Few shots would be nice. Oh, that was you, Tom. Um, tough reality and patience required. Wish I'd stayed at home, said Paul Kenwood. Second half, so much better. Season really starts after Liverpool. Game over after 11 minutes. Billings' attitude stinks as usual. Parker stood still and did nothing. What a waste of time. It's a learning process. Also, two hours I'll never get back. Not as bad as Man City, and they look spineless and toothless. These are quite harsh criticisms for a team that, at this rate, could be challenging for top two nil. Yeah, and I think it goes back to what we said earlier. Is it, it was the? I mean, I've never in my all my years of going to Bournemouth seen a set up with five at the back and two holding midfielders. It's just not the Bournemouth way. My old boss is a Arsenal season ticket holder, and he he was down at the game in the Arsenal end, not like the guy that was uh, fighting. He wasn't the guy that was fighting in the South end. He was in the Arsenal end. And he's, he, it was quite sad, actually. He said to me afterwards, because he's been four times, I think, to Bournemouth, and he said, that, he said, I, I don't like coming to Bournemouth. He said, because you've got a tight pitch, the crowd on the pitch. Our players aren't used to that. He said, you always have a real go at us. He said, and it, and it, and it always feels, you know, and you think back to the, the three all and when yeah. we beat them 2-1 and stuff. And he said, that, he said, this just didn't look like a Bournemouth side to me. He said, you, you were just full of fear. 
And I think that's the bit that the fans can sense. I mean, Parker has been talking the squad down, isn't he, saying they're not good enough, we're not good enough to compete, we need signings. Then he's setting up with a, a side that the players must look at that and think we're beaten before we go out. If you're playing like that at home, the message is you're not good enough, lad, so I'm going to have yeah. to pack the team with defenders. I just think he's got to think we're here. Let's have a right good go at it. There's not one Bournemouth fan that would mind if he had a right good go at it and we went down yeah. on, the, on the last day of the season. No, none of us would. We don't expect anything else. Yeah. No, and I, I saw a bit like what Neil was saying with, with the guy he knows. I, I saw, I can't remember what it was. I think it was on Twitter, but I saw like an Arsenal fan and it was before the game. They were talking about it and going, oh, we should win this game, etc., etc. And they were going, yeah, but let's not expect just because they're a team expected down the bottom. They're not like a Burnley and teams like that. And then after the game, because they're obviously thinking of previous fourth, and after the game they went, oh, they are a bit like that. Because that is the, that's what the switch now is. A lot of teams in the Premier League are expecting us what we were previously and think Bournemouth will lead gaps, but they'll have a go. And after a few games, they go, oh, they don't do that anymore. Um, they're, they're more of a... Very different side. Very, very different. Playing different. for throw-ins, really, now, towards the end. Yeah. Yeah. It amazed me, the Man City game, when we got a throw-in like, in like 25 minutes into the half, like Lloyd Kelly launching it into the box. I mean... That, that sort of shows what we're doing against teams like that, and that happened again against Arsenal as well. Yeah, we're trying to do it and flick on some from, from Kiefer and Meps, people like that. You, you know what, Neil? You've got something in common with Scott Parker. Have I really? Quality apparel. Ah, Jim yes, Shark. Right. Well, I don't know. That, that four strike thing that he seems to be persevering with. Like we worked out that's about 1,600 quid. Cardigan, as I say, it's 1,500 weather. quid, isn't it? That's unbelievable. Yeah. It is like wing commander, half a wing commander, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. What would be your, um, if you were a manager, yeah. what, 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 like, would you be Eddie Howe, training tracksuit or like t-shirt or would you be going full suit or what? I think I'd be more pep. I think I'd be more, a bit of chinos, some decent trainers and a round neck jumper. Yeah. Lovely, I'll get him in for that alone, yeah. <laughs> you've, never, you've never asked me that before. When Neil turns up, you ask him what a tire he'd wear. You never once have you asked me, what would you wear if you were a manager? Well, well, what would you wear? I don't matter. Don't matter, you don't want to know. Suit. There were times when Eddie, um, obviously he wore full training kit, but quite often he'd have a t-shirt on and then a, and then a, a jacket on top, so he'd be showing in, in double AFC balls yeah. badges, yeah. which was, yeah, for me a bit too much. Um, Parker was wearing the cardigan in that heat at Man City. I couldn't believe it was yeah. baking. I can see Tom like Tony Pulis in a cap. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. okay, yeah. I do wear a baseball cap now again, yeah. yeah. I can yeah. see that. Yeah, get it up and yeah. So based on the... Um, Newcastle Man City game on on Sunday. Do you, yeah. do you know? I mean, obviously, the, th- the three of the first four matches this season we're almost writing off. Do we write off Newcastle away now <laughs> in, in September because they're no. doing all right under Eddie, aren't they? Yeah, they're doing all right. But they um they drew a Brighton, didn't they? The week before, um, who have also started well, to be fair. But it looked like uh, I watched the game. It just looked like it's typical Eddie. Yeah, they have got better players than us, Newcastle. Newcastle, uh, and he's 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 moulded them because he came in last season. And he's got like that group. He hasn't got mad. We've changed. He, I knew he wouldn't, even though they had the back end. I thought he'll just add little bits and bobs. But yeah, just very front foot, very brave. And yeah, if they had got picked off last minute, he'd have been called naive, like he was for Bournemouth. But yeah, they're just they're, they're just buying into to what he does. Uh, Simon Jordan's got two scripts, hasn't he, on Talksport, and he's yeah. just naive or brave. Yeah. Naive or brave. Yeah. I don't think you can write them off, uh, write off the new, uh, write off a win at Newcastle. Um, I think what you, I think they'll be top ten this year though. So if you think about it, what most managers aim to do is beat the bottom ten at home, and draw with the bottom ten away, and that's your forty points. Yeah. And I think that's what everyone will have a chart. I'm sure Scott Parker won't be any different, and he'll be tracking that chart. And at the moment, we'll be on course because Villa will be bottom ten. Yeah. We've beaten them at home. Arsenal, and Liverpool, 
would be uh, you know Man City would be nowhere near the bottom ten, obviously. So I think we're on course at the moment. And Newcastle, I think, will be top ten. I think Scott Parker will have them as top ten. So that'll be a zero-point game for him. Wolves at home is a three-point game. And yeah. I think that, that's the way to tackle it. And obviously, as the season breaks down, it's not as linear as that. Yeah. You'll get points against some of the top teams and you'll lose against some of the bottom teams. But ultimately, they'll all have a tracker yeah. that, that, that keeps them on that line. What, what are you going to feel when you see Eddie Howe back at Dean Court? Is it going to feel weird? Because I, I don't know if I'm going to be... I think I'm going to be quite emotional. I don't know. Cause yeah. like, we never got to say goodbye. No. It'd be, it'd be really, really emotional, I think. Yeah, I think it I mean, obviously, it's not coming up till when we... When yeah, we, we ain't gone. Is it February we've got home? Yeah, we've got yeah. home in February, but obviously September the... 17th? Oh, away. away. Yeah, yeah, the away game. But yeah, I mean, the away game would be a little bit different uh, because, uh, I mean, Dean Court was his home for so yeah. for so yeah. many years and he built he built the entire club. We wouldn't have had a fourth stand, would we, if it wasn't for him. So the whole ground and everything in it, you know, is down to him. And he stood there that many times. I think... However emotional it is for him, it'll, uh, for us, it'll be worse for him. I think, yeah, he, yeah. I think he'll find it really difficult. Even though he plays he's, cool. He's not set foot in the ground since he left. No. And we've we had a couple of them. Recently, obviously, nothing to the Eddie Howe extreme, but that was the only thing in the last two games. Before. Nice touch from Ake, he come over, didn't he? And we gave him a good reception. And then Rambo, yes, um, yeah. at the weekend. So, yeah, it's, it's weird. We, we've got, it seems like we've had a few of them at the moment. Um, Ings didn't quite get the same, did he? Bless him. Um, but yeah, it will be weird when we eventually play them. But yeah. Dan Juma, I didn't, you know, I didn't get to say. I mean, I didn't go to any of the matches over lockdown. I know you went to. Oh, the the ones that were like on the ballot yeah. and stuff. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I never saw Jonathan Woodgate as manager. Yeah, weird. No. Weird. Yeah, I only saw that one. You know, game it's almost like they've never played for us. I did see Dan Juma obviously playing what Watford away and yeah, Spurs. Yeah. I think he came yeah. on in the three-two loss, but yeah, a few like that. It, it, it is going to be weird, but. Yeah, but I'm, 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 I think most Bournemouth fans now, their second team in the Premier League, they keep an eye on you to see how Newcastle get on there yeah. and you want to see them do well. And, and it, Callum doing well as well, it's great to see. And we'll have all the different reactions because we'll have Callum Wilson, obviously we'll get a hero's reaction. Eddie Howe, I'm sure the fans will sing his name, which will be awkward for Scott yeah, Parker, but they will, they'll sing his Matt name. Matt Ritchie might be on the bench, he was on the bench. Matt Ritchie nearly came on today, didn't he, and then had to sit back yeah. down again. So if he, you know, he'll get, as he's warming up, he'll get a fantastic rep. And then you've got Ryan Fraser, yeah, yeah. who literally be scared to come out the dugout because he'll just get helpers as he goes up and down the line. I'm convinced he won't be in the on the bench. Really? I'm convinced he Eddie won't. I'm convinced he Eddie will. won't do it because he's not that crucial to him anyway. But we're in our own bubble in terms of very small. And the sound that we make about Ryan Fraser is very much amplified when we're in our own bubble. But other than that, I don't think anyone else even realises. I mean, Ryan Fraser's probably got a grasp. I of think what's he's happening, aware. But yeah. Do you think Simon Jordan talks about it a lot? Oh, does it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He always talks about it on TalkSport. Yeah. But he uses it as an example of poor behaviour from modern footballers yeah. on more than one occasion he has. Yeah, he didn't, I can't remember what, yeah, he used some like weasel kind of words, yeah. remarks to Ryan Fraser. So yeah, that'll be interesting, but uh, long way to go before then, I suppose. Yeah, long way to go before then. So the games we're targeting then, forget Liverpool, maybe Wolves though, but then mm. against Spurs, in the lunchtime game on Saturday, they, they, they looked all right. Yeah, yeah, they did look good. I mean, the, I mean, the Premier League is a hard league. It's so much harder than last time we were in it. Yeah. You think about when well, last time we came up and you looked at play like Sunderland, and there was Villa without money, yeah. pre-money. There was new. You were, in the second year, there was Newcastle without money. Um, Stoke, Swansea, who were pants, weren't they? West Brom, who were pants. Yeah. You had, and that, none of those were the sides we came up with. So the yeah. sides we came up with as well, you know, um, they were Norwich and Watford, you know. So you looked at it and you thought there were easily four or five teams that we would finish above. Now you look at it 
And I, I can't put my hand on my heart, and, which is why a lot of pundits have tipped us to go down. Yeah. I can't see who those teams are because everyone seems so much better. Yeah. So Leeds were fourth bottom last year. So really, if you come up, you're thinking, we've got Fulham and Forest and Leeds are the three teams that should be... Yeah. But, you know, you look at Leeds today and you think, well, they're not, we're not going to be anywhere near them. Well, they lost the game though. I right? know it's early days, but the league table just, just, just looks weird. Yeah, it's just yeah. Looks weird. Yeah. But I think, I think we're hoping to... There's always one that kind of gets dragged in, and we're hoping. Yeah. I mean, Leicester. Villa, yeah, well, Leicester are probably the ones at the moment. And then you're thinking Brentford initially. Yeah, right? only because they lost Ericsson. I thought they might really, but they seem to have done and all I right. Southampton. Southampton try, and yeah. you, you hope that Everton. You might, but I just always feel with teams like Everton, probably similar Leeds, that home form will be enough for them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you, you're trying to just drag teams in, aren't you? And then you see Forest just splash in the cast, so you think, well, oh, they might have too much now. And Fulham haven't started badly, um, so I totally understand why we're the favourites. What Forrest have done is unbelievable. I mean, how can you spend yeah, that? 16 players? That's... But they look like they're, they look like they're gelling. We'll learn an awful lot about us and them in a couple of weeks' time. That, yeah. that, that, Probably when we play them. I'm looking time, forward September. to that. I'm looking forward to that game. So it's, yeah. next, uh, it's, it's only a week and a half away, isn't it? Two weeks away? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah that'll tell us an awful lot. Um, we should be able to go there and go at them. That's a uh, nice city for an away game, isn't it? Oh, I, I love Bessie. Bessie, yeah. Bessie, yeah. Oh yeah, I love Nottingham away. Yeah. yeah, for a few reasons. A few reasons, you know. But no, I tell you, what, we went to uh, Ye Old Jerusalem. Oh yeah, that was stuff, nice. And yeah. then the Canal House, which was a mixed pack. That, that was really nice. And then a fifteen-minute walk or so to the stadium. It's, I, I, I tell yeah. you what, I really like. Then it. you made me go and Hooters after. I didn't want to go, but you said we got to go in there, so we went in there. Made him. You're dragged in. Yeah, Yale Jerusalem's about one of 38 pubs that claims to be the oldest pub in Britain. I was about to say. Yeah. I, I, think, think, I think I've been in about 11 oldest pubs yeah. in Britain. In my I time. think like the Royal Oak in Winchester is <laughs> one of them that says that. There's one in Devon as well. It's just that everywhere you go, there's an oldest pub in Britain. But I'd love to know. That's why he's safest like. in Hooters. Yeah, exactly. That's what I say. He's not telling any lies. No, no lies, lies from Hooters. the oldest pub in Britain. No, yeah, you know what you're getting from yeah. Hooters. Now remember, on the second look, of course, it's a chance for you to have your say. So if you want to send in your videos, you can. Check the description below, which shows you how to do it. But we had this video submitted by Filippo from Italy. Uh, that was uh, even worse that, uh, than uh, the Man City game because uh, uh, we didn't get, uh, we didn't have the time to get to mentally get in the game uh, as Martin Odegaard was at the double uh, after 10 minutes. And at that point, we can say that uh, Arsenal. Um, already got the three points in the back. The, these are the games we uh, we got promoted for. We got promoted to play also the, the, the top teams of the Premier League. And uh, yeah, we are expected to lose, but if we can if we can snatch some points from them, that would be absolutely great. And um, yeah, we go, we go at Anfield, but, uh, but first on, uh, on Tuesday we got uh, uh, Norwich away in the Carabao Cup and uh, yeah uh, let, let's try to get uh, to get uh, the revenge of that uh, of that six nil uh, of that six nil defeat from last year and, and let's just get behind the team up the Premier Cherries. Brilliant from Filippo and yeah check the description have your say we will be having the free-for-alls online back soon uh, we're going to do it fairly regularly so everyone around the world can have their say. So, look, mate, let, let's just say that we're going to get zero points at Liverpool. Yeah, I'm not saying it, but yeah, fair enough. You know, analyse the start of the season. Um, Three points from 12 to be expected, but what, you know, what do you want to see? 
bit, a bit more, a bit more attacking impetus, maybe. Maybe I think I always, as we we spoke about, always expected for them to not get anything, and it was that Villa game was massive, and we want the win. So, as Neil said earlier, we're probably a little bit better than I probably expected. It's then before it. What I want to see is that Wolves game. Then I think it's Forest. Then I think we've got Brighton, Newcastle. Them sort of games. Right, let's see. It's Let, a good run of fixtures, isn't it? Yeah, it's not too bad, which is always going to happen after the start we had. So let's see if we're a bit more expansive, or, or at least if we, we get a little bit more used to the system. We make it, you know, we don't make it look like a system that's just literally sit back and soak it up. We actually, you know, try and, you know, threaten at the other end. So, yeah, let's see what happens. But I think we always looked at this kind of bulk of games and thought, right, Villa and Wolves, the sandwich in the middle is a nightmare. But if we can compete in them two, then, then you know, we'll be happy. So hopefully, hopefully, but I think that Wolves game is going to be a big one. Brilliant to hear from the fellas there. And with the Liverpool game, mm, a mere few days away. Make sure you check out the Back of the Net YouTube channel to get more insightful content. Now, speaking of insightful content and insightful comment, we try and catch fans uh, to get raw opinion after the final whistle. And this week, Sam spoke to Bournemouth fans and an Arsenal fan, actually, about the game and how it went. Let's have a little listen to what Sam and the others said. Right, final score then at Dean Court. Bournemouth nil, Arsenal three. I've got Ronan here. We didn't expect anything other than a loss, did Was we? Was there only three? Yeah, the fourth one got cancelled out, yeah. didn't it? Yeah. No, um, no, we didn't expect anything. I had a 3-1, but you know, you always think you're going to get some sort of result. Um, men versus boys. Um, welcome welcome to the Premier League, Sanessi. Yeah. Um, yeah, it wasn't too much positive to take out that, really. Um, or Kiefer Moore, you know, he's, he, he, he's the usual Kiefer Moore, got stuck in, um, we lacked a bit of fight and we just gave him far more, too much respect, um, you know, two goals in the first 10, 11, 12 minutes, yeah, it's not what we want to start, you just hope we're going to maybe, you know, push out nil-nil half-time and you never know, but yeah, it was it was just, yeah, great, but to be expected, so. The change in shape, though, sort of gave us a little bit more optimism, we got a couple of shots on target in the second half, it was something yeah. a bit more to get our teeth into as fans. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, no, they, they didn't give up. They kept fighting. That's all we can ask, you know. Um, but yeah, it would, would have been nice to have had that one goal, had something to sing about. Um, but yeah, it wasn't to be. Any um, any players in a red and black shirt that you think can emerge with some credit today? Uh, definitely Lewis Cook when he comes on. He always gives a fight. Um, surprising not to see him in the first game of the season, to be honest. So yeah, great to see him back out. Um, other than that, I think everyone gave the rule. We can't. I, no, I'm not pointing anyone out. You know, for not trying, the the quality was clear. There was a golfing quality uh, all round. Um, but yeah, no, it was good. You know, it was a good run out for the boys like Zamora and um, you know, getting a taste of it really. So yeah, other than that, no, 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 no one, no one to really shout out, single out at all. On to the next, and the next is Liverpool. Yeah. Can't wait. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Next easy game comes along quite quite fast, doesn't it? So. Uh, but you know, Liverpool, I think they're struggling midfield, you never know. I think, you know, before the beginning of the season, I think Arsenal were pretty third place. You know, I, I can see them uh, actually finishing above Liverpool. I can see them uh, just behind Chelsea uh, and Man City. So I expected it. For me, getting the jerseys in, they're a complete side. Um, Liverpool will, will be no pushovers either. Um, but I, I think we've got more of a chance against them. Just. Yeah, we'll see. Go play. Nice one. Well, Cheers, thanks for coming on. Really right. appreciate All it. Cheers, buddy. Nice. Hello, mate. How are you doing? Uh, good. Um, Introduce yourself. What's your name? Riley. Riley, uh, come on to this side a little bit. Um, talk to me about that, mate. I mean, it was a, it was a hard watch, especially in the first half, it was wasn't a hard it? Hard watch. So yeah, first half. I mean, 
you know, we didn't, we obviously didn't do that, that very good. But I really believe in the second half we could have shown something there. Because mm. um, Kiefer Moore played well in the first half. And then once, as soon as uh, Parker brought on Lewis Cook and Christie, I think that there was a big change. And we were getting, we were really pushing in the second half uh, a little late. Um, yeah, but, you know, I, I kind of expected it. Uh, now. Just, we miss. Uh, we really miss Dom Solanke as a focal point in this side, yeah, don't we? I mean, Kiefer Moore was trying. He was running his heart out, but when he's getting balls played through channels, he hasn't really got the pace, has he, to do no. anything? Kiefer Moore's really dangerous in the box, yeah. But we did need Solanke. Solanke's a big help, and uh, with his injury, it's just it's a disappointment that he, he can play too. We've got a man of the match in uh, red and black shirt today. I would say, I mean, maybe in, in the both halves. Uh, first half, definitely Kiefer Moore. He really. Showed he showed some some strength, and in the second half, I'd say Lewis Cook. Yep. Yeah, he did he did uh, change lots um, throughout the half. So yeah, it was until the next one, I guess. Until so. the next one, Riley. Thanks for coming on, mate. Thank really you. appreciate it. We've got Simon here and young Mr. K as well. How are you? Right. Well, you can both come on together. That's all good. How are you doing, mate? I mean, did you expect anything else other than a loss, or did or did you think we could have got something? I reckon we could have gotten a point out of that. Yeah. But, but we didn't start particularly well, though, did we? Two goals inside, what, ten minutes? It was, uh, Arsenal were all over us, weren't they? To be honest, it was really bad decisions from Scotty Parker. Billing was really asleep. He didn't do any challenges or stuff like that. Very frustrating. We improved a little bit in the second half, though, and we actually had a yeah. few shots to cheer, unlike the first half. Yeah, probably because um, for once um, Parker swapped, um, uh, did some changes. Lewis Cook was really good in that. Do you think Arsenal are the real deal this season? Because quite often they've said they can challenge for top four and they never really do. This time they look very different. Do you think they can do it? I'm a man. It's going to be tight between them and, Ch- them and Chelsea this year. Love it. Love this. Punditry from Trusher. <laughs> Superb. Simon, how are you? Mate? I'm very well, right? thank you. Yeah, not too bad. Can we just talk about this T-shirt? I thought I'd wear this one today. I thought it'd be memories for a lot of people. It was sensible yeah. soccer. By Arsenal from... in the first half. <laughs> yeah. Most definitely not by us. Um, I think at the start of the game, it was just levels. We weren't at our level. They were at their level. And they started fast and they did what they can now do. Even last season, they wouldn't have started that well. And before the game, I thought, no, Arsenal aren't going to win three in a row. They just can't do it. And they did, and they proved they've got the quality. So they've definitely got a chance at top four. I think we just weren't at it, first half. Second half, we improved. Parker made the right structural changes. And I think uh, Jaden Anthony was great when he came on. I think if I was to give a man of the match for the 90 minutes, I'd give it to Smudger today. I thought he worked really hard. But we just seemed a little bit slow, sluggish off the pace Josh mentioned Lerma that was one of his games just wasn't really at it in fact few players were at it I think Meps had another good game on the whole had the odd moment here and there but that's not our competition and I know it's easy to say that but they're not you know three out of your first four games against probably are going to be top four opposition would you like to say hello? hello (laughs) yeah hello (laughs) um so I saw. I still. They're all see, over us. I still see things in our performance, believe it or not. Although there's going to be a lot of people that are going to say a lot of bad words. I can see stuff, and in every game we've played so far, I can see things where I think will be a threat. 
against the bottom seven or eight. Do you think there's maybe a mentality issue because we showed them so much respect early doors, too much respect, uh, and they punished us? Yes. I wanted us to be like we started against Villa, where we were going to play our game and we just didn't turn up at the start. And if you're going to play that kind of level of team, you're going to get undone really early. And they are really good. I mean, Jesus' efforts in that first phase of that first half, you can see what he brings them. You can see why he wants to be the number nine, number one in the Brazil team for the World Cup, because he's really at it. You can tell he really wants it. But yeah, our levels were poor to start with. And if we're going to compete in any way, against the top six whoever they are yeah. you've got to be on it from the start and we just weren't too many players were off it too much respect given too much time given get after them you know what do I lose we don't do plugs on this but whereabouts can you get a t-shirt like that because I love that t-shirt you love this t-shirt go on tell me the URL so, so seven squared is the company and we make them so it's seven dot red we've got to change the name we're all working on it alright no, there's on. plenty of them there but this is today's I'll try and wear a different one every week there's an huh? idea. There's an idea. Right. Come on, Ethan. Hello, mate. You're right. Nice to see you. First yeah. time I've seen you this season, I think. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, in not so good circumstances. I mean, that's our story, isn't it? Against us. Nearly promoted him. What can we do? What can we do? They're Nothing. brilliant. They were really good, weren't they? Really good. They didn't. They didn't seem to show any weaknesses. Whereas in previous seasons, when we played them, they do have that vulnerability. But. I'm not sure they've gotten this season. Their, their centre-back pairing seems really strong. You know, Saliba can, can also score goals as well. I mean, it was a complete performance from them. And it was, um, I don't, you know, I don't want to sound like Graham Souness, but it was men against boys. Yeah, it was, that's what my mum cut saying. But I think they're really serious this year because they've lost Champions League, obviously, last year. Spurs, but I think they're going to get it this year, how they're looking so far. I think they're going to get it. Look, looking like it didn't give us a chance at all Ramsdale have made a good save for keeping more header he wants that clean sheet desperately and talk about us though I mean in the first half it was we were chasing shadows at times and there were a few players that didn't really get into it are there any that maybe Scott Parker might be thinking might want to change it up against Liverpool I'll change personal to be honest put Lewis Cook in yeah. I don't know why he didn't start Cookie to be fair I like Pearson yeah but I'd rather put Cook in because he's more physical and that stuff. Yeah. And Ben Pearson reminds me of Harry Arter sometimes. Yeah. His hair. I quite like him to be fair. But I'll start Cook next week and hopefully Solanke put in. I'll, I'll go. We never really expected anything from today though. Nah, not really. Uh, I was, I was hoping we would get one goal, but obviously Knox. They're too solid. But. Oh well, what can we, do? we can enjoy the journey, I'll say. Yeah. Ethan, cheers for coming on. We're going to get Tom on. Tom, Thomas, talk to me, Thomas. Hello, talk mate, you're all right. You're all right? I'm on a, yeah, good friend. Come to the right a little bit. Give, uh, right, um, mm. men against boys in the... OK, let's not do a Graham Souness. <laughs> developed people against <laughs> undeveloped people in the uh, first 45. But yeah. change of shape did seem to help us. Ultimately, they did get that third goal, which yeah. killed the game off. But we gave a little bit back, which is nice to see. That's all we wanted, isn't it? Yeah, I agree. The second half was better and the changes were good. But I think it's one of them. I think City was the same. Everyone goes, oh, we're better second half. Yeah, but they've got the game. But I also, they've won the game. So, of course, we're going to be better second half because they, they don't need to do anything. Um, frustrated, I think we made Arsenal look like City. And I think Arsenal look a lot better this season. They look good. But um, 
Yeah, we didn't. I'd, I don't know. I'd, we've had, in previous seasons, we've had a go and lost 4-0. And what, we've not had a go and lost 3-0? Well, I'd rather just have a go, to be honest. I just, I felt like we come out here with no real plan apart from just lumping at Kiefer Moore and no one's near him. Um, defense, and if, if we're going to play like that, we need to be defensively solid. And we're not defensively solid. I thought, I thought Mepham done okay. Uh, Kelly was all right. Gave the ball away a few times. Sanazi wasn't wasn't great, um, but yeah, Zamora didn't have a good game. So yeah, we if we're gonna play like that, we have to be like we were against Villa. We got the early goal, and then we were a pain in the ass to break down. I don't think we were that today. We never we didn't look resilient. I always felt like they were gonna get us. If they wanted to get five, they would have got five in my opinion. So um, yeah, we didn't really call. I think we had one shot on target, which wasn't really a shot. Um, Ramsdale was just chilling with the fans. Really, it was yeah, it's one of them, but. These results ain't going to define our season. We can't go over the top. I think we've obviously got a cup game and then we've got Liverpool, which is going to be another one of these. And then it's it's that Wolves game. If we're like this against Wolves, then we'll have a problem. But at the moment, unfortunately, we've got a horrible fixture list. And um, yeah, these are these are kind of free hits, if you like. But yeah, it's not ideal. It's not ideal because we're not laying a glove on these teams, really. Kiefer Moore's not really that outlet that Dom is, is he? I feel for him. If, if you're going to play play like we are to Kiefer Moore, you've got to have people around him. I thought Billing was awful actually um, and yeah if you're going to play the ball up to Kiefer Moore direct fair enough then you've got to get bodies around him you got, he looked really frustrated and I do feel for him because I, I, I look at Kiefer and think what more do you want him to do like he can't really do much else um, I thought Jenny looked alright when he come on I thought Lewis Cook done well when he come on so a few little positives there but yeah with that, the game's gone before it started really in the last two weeks so it's really frustrating but yeah we didn't lay out a glove on him that's, that's the most frustrating thing I, lo- I like us to just go for it from the off and if we get caught we get caught but at least try and you know like we did against Villa get an early goal and then you know put a bit of pressure on them I just think we're looking I'd rather be naive than just like just let them win the game and that's what it feels like Okay we're going to finish by I'm going to ask you for a number of where Arsenal will be finishing this season in the Premier League Just give me that number I'm going to go third three Okay Yeah I think I was thinking that myself. I still think, even though they had started well, I still think Liverpool are ahead of them and I think City will win the league. But I think they're a little bit ahead of Chelsea and Tottenham at the moment. Saw Tottenham in the early game. I think Arsenal do look good. They're not soft touch anymore. We spoke about it in the preview. They look a little bit more solid, hardest breakdown. You could see at 3-0 that they didn't want to give up that clean sheet. And um, I think they look more solid. As I mentioned, we didn't really have any chances. So, yeah, they look, they look as good as they have been since we've ever been in the Premier League to be honest so also in the right direction but yeah we didn't glare glove them today it was a training match they're taking off players at the end just letting lads have a run out so frustrating one mate but this won't bring on Norwich you know what I mean right, you might have a go at Norwich you never Can't know wait. Right, Can't go wait. chat to Robbie I'm yeah. sure he will in a minute Steve Steve boys oh, bring, bring in Steve well Steve and the boys birthday boy Adam in the week happy birthday to you the big two eight two days ago Ben and Steve as well. We've got a variety of heights. We'll start with you. <laughs> Good luck. Um, you went for a three-two win, but yeah. I mean, it could have it, it could have happened in the first half. We you know we could have come back and scored three, but then they scored early in the in the second half. It, it it was a hard watch for me in the first half. I found it really hard to watch. What did you think about it? Not very good. No, it was your it was your. Uh, player that probably emerges with a lot of credit for Bournemouth if you could pick one Mark Travers because in the second half he was making a lot of saves at the end otherwise it probably be 4 or 5 now maybe hmm. he changed the shape a little bit and we looked better I mean we had a few shots to witness in the second half which was yeah. good and Lewis Cook came on and a lot of fans I've been chatting to so far saying that he should maybe be starting against Liverpool you're going to Liverpool aren't you 
Yeah. Of course you are. <laughs> I wasn't going to come because it's shitty. I thought it was too hot. <laughs> yeah, in Liverpool you might be alright. But anyway, Lewis Cook. Lewis Cook, is he, should he be starting yeah. at Liverpool, do you think? Yeah. Alright, Ben, you were a bit more pessimistic. I think you went for 2-1 to Arsenal and ultimately you, you got the outcome right. On Super 6, you'd have scored something. You wouldn't have got all the points. But they're good, aren't they? They're good. Yeah, it's just... It's a solid team. We're not really... I wasn't expecting much out of that game because, well, from what I've been seeing from their other games at the start of the Premier League, they are doing really well, much better than they did last season. Yeah. They're just... It's, it's a tough game. And... You I'll cheer it up. <laughs> cheer me up then, Steve. How, how are we going to rescue this? Oh, well, we just forget about it, don't we? We just move on. I mean, we can't be looking at worrying about teams like Arsenal, City, Liverpool next week. We've, they're not who we're picking fights with. We've got, we've got to wait for the likes of Wolves, um, Forest away. Those are the games we've got to pick up points from. That was, a, that was a bit of a lesson today. I think it'll probably be a bit of a lesson to Parker that you can't go into games like as good a team as Arsenal are and just give them that much respect, space and time on the ball because they will pick you apart and they, that's what they did to us today. Um, it goes to show that we've, you know, the quality player we have it's just not that level, not, not, not top Premier League level. And that's, um, you know, when we had Eddie, he galvanised the team. Parker hasn't done that with the proper players we've got as much as Eddie did it. And, you know, you, you need that extra little bit and we just haven't got it at the moment. A bit too respectful. Great, yeah. okay, great. We've got Andy Jennings, hopefully Andy, he's going Andy, cheer it up, come on. Right, Andy, you've got, you've cheer got to up. save this. You've got to save, well, you know, look, we, well, Sam. I really liked your brutality and your honesty against Manchester City, but it was, it was laced with optimism, which I think was really nice. But after that... The first, the first three and a half minutes of the second half were sensational. There's the other 86 and a half minutes that left a little bit to be desired. Yeah. I get why he set the side up to play in this way. I get why we're playing with two City midfield players. The problem is, once you're 2-0 down, it doesn't leave you with too many options with where to go from there. We're setting up in a way that is not going to get the best out of some of our big-name players. Certainly never going to get the best out of Billing. It doesn't get the best out of Jefferson Lerma having another holding midfielder next to him. There was one moment in the first half where it summed up everything that's wrong with that formation. He stood on Pearson's foot and the Arsenal player got away with the ball. That's two holding midfield players, too close together. It'll be interesting to see when we come out for games where we need to be a little bit more progressive, whether Lerma and Cook start playing together again and we start playing forward. The other thing that's really noticeable, and I remember saying this to you last year, Sam, is there were times last season where Christie and Anthony were very, very wide, right on the touchline. Not necessarily in the game, but they were very, very wide. This year, we offer almost no threat wide because we play very, very deep, essentially five at the back. Our fullbacks are on islands out there, and that's what's allowing the opponents' chances to get in down those channels. But it also means we've got no wide threat going forward. So players like Cancelo last week, Zinchenko yeah. and White today, they've got free reign in, the, in our half of the field, and we're just getting overloaded out there. When Anthony and Christie came on, that changed a little bit, I think. Anthony looked really good, really quite direct and positive. Um, Christie the same. Christie was probably our best player, if we're honest, and from an attacking perspective. It'll be interesting to see if we go with some wide players and try and just push up a little bit more against Liverpool next week. Who, let's be honest, they're still winless. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's, uh, you know what, I like that. Now, look, a lot of people around me were moaning at the referee, especially in the first half and part of the second. Did you, uh, did you feel that? Do you think we've I said just here in block two. Um, I thought Saka died for the free kick in the lead-up to the third goal. The first half goals were so far away from me, I couldn't really comment on it. The linesman's had a shocker for the disallowed goal. Even the referee thought it was offside, um, which tells you everything you need to know about that decision. The referee didn't give us much, but 
and this was another thing I wanted to comment on, there are times where we just look a little bit lightweight. A tackle goes in, it might be a 50-50 ball and the opponent's players are coming away with it every time. And so maybe we're looking for free kicks there where we might have got them in the championship where we're the more skillful players. This year we're just getting a little bit a little bit out physical, if that's, a, if that's an expression. <laughs> yeah. and, that, and maybe that'll change, but the players just need to just get up, up with the pace a little bit more maybe, up with the physicality and we'll take it from there. I asked Tom this question, I'll ask you the same. Uh, whereabouts are Arsenal going to finish in the league, do you think? Fifth. Fifth. Okay, yeah. he's um, in third. Tottenham are better than him. I think Conte's got the mentality, I think, that will sort Tottenham into the top four. Uh, Liverpool will sort it out. Um, Manchester City are better. Chelsea look better. Um, I think that's a team that's got some positives, might get to a cup final. Ultimately fragile, I'm not convinced they're great at the back. So we'll see. Okay, nice one. Andy, right, thanks for coming on. Take it easy. Uh, Mark's coming on in second. I'll just, I'll just bring in these uh, couples while Mark will have you on next. But best of both worlds. Yeah, Let's okay. do two at once here. Okay, here he is. We've, we've got a Bournemouth he, fan. He has to keep really quiet today. And he, we've got an awesome... So, like, introduce yourselves for people who don't know I'm you. I'm Phil Love It and I'm a Bournemouth fan. Hi, I'm Peter Taylor, an Arsenal fan. Peter, right, so... I shouldn't have brought him today. C- congratulations. Thank you, thank you. I did say to you before the game that it might be 3-1, so I wasn't far off. But I just can't believe Saliba scored that weldy. That was a great central goal, defender to score that sort of goal. Just capped off a brilliant day. But I have to say, like, I was, Cherry's played well and they didn't give up. You know, so there's there's hope for the, for the season. I think. Cherry's. Yeah. So don't don't get disheartened. And Aaron Ramsdale class act to go around and applaud all the fans from both Arsenal and, and FC Bourne. So great. Uh, I th- and yeah, the first half to be two 0 down for ten minutes, twelve minutes was was disappointing. I think the substitutions showed that really Lewis Cook should start. Yeah. And I think, and even I said Billing Ryan Christie, Ryan Christie comes on, and we looked a little bit, we looked better. So I think he'll uh, um, Parker will learn a lot from today. The players that he needs to start and the players that possibly are not going to start. Mm. So I think he learned a lot today. It wasn't as bad as it actually sounds or seems. Yeah. Well. At least it's only Liverpool next week. Hey? Well, that's true. And Liverpool, we're still above them. Yes. And I also think Man United are going to do them over Monday. Yeah. I think Phil was in, like Lewis Cook today, thought he played well. I Who was your favourite Jerry's player today? Um, well, I think Lewis Cook when he came on in the it's first half. Very difficult to choose from. Uh, I, you know, I don't know. But like the like first half was a write-off for me. But second half, Lewis Cook. Was there, you, so. If Lewis Cook was in the Arsenal team... He could play in that team easy, couldn't he? And I think Lerma could play in the Arsenal team. So there's, you've got a couple of players in the Bournemouth team. If they're in the Arsenal team, you go, oh, he's good, he's good, he's good. They're yeah. players that could play in a team as good as Arsenal. Yeah, love so, it. Love anyway, it. love it, my name, right. love it. Cheers, Sam. We've got, you know what, I'll bring him over now. Dan Potts. Hello, mate, you all right? <laughs> you saying? You okay. right? How are you? Yeah. Yeah? Good to see you, man. You may recognise his face from AFTV, but also... 12th Man Podcast. Uh, mate. Um, talk to me, mate. I mean, that was a very, very good performance from you boys. It was. It was. Uh, it was really, really encouraging for me because I must say, first things first, your stadium is wicked. <laughs> I know you might look and say, "Oh, we want a bigger stadium. We want a bigger stadium." That atmosphere is buzzing in there, man. I, I, I literally have been from there to there to there to there to there, and it's kept going. And I know our performance did a lot for that. But when I look at the atmosphere in there, it was fantastic. I don't think you had an answer for it in the first half. I think we destroyed pretty much all, all areas of the pitch and. I look at this Bournemouth side and think a few years ago, Arsenal would have struggled against that. And tell me why. I'll tell you why. Kiefer Moore, Billing, big, mm. strong, stature, physical attributes. We've now got Saliba, we've now got Gabriel, we've now got Party, we've now got Granit Chaka. I say now Granit Chaka, but he's, he's strong. We've got players like that that can actually come up against those, those guys. And in terms of technical ability, I've always thought that Arsenal were better than Bournemouth. I don't think anyone would disagree with that. But 
years ago, you would have gone into us harder. We would have struggled out here today. So that has really encouraged me to know that we are moving forward. I look at the, the kind of uh, performances individually. Our new signings look fantastic. I mean, they really look fantastic. Jesus for the first goal. The creativity was superb for the Erdegaard goal. I thought Zinchenko had a very solid game and looked really, really good. And for me, Saliba just looks an absolute monster. The guy looks ridiculously good. I know he scored and obviously we'll go into that. But I, I believe personally we've got a real, real good talent, a talented boy here. And when I look at what he did over in France and I was really encouraged by what I saw, him coming in now, it's just what we need, Sam, honestly, mate. And uh, I'm encouraged by it, mate. I'm not going to get carried away and start saying we're winning the leagues and all this stuff, but I was really, really encouraged by that performance today. The top two's a stretch, is it? But I think so. third and fourth? Third and fourth, 100%. I mean, I look at Chelsea and Tottenham and I think they're probably competing for that position with us in terms of the Champions League. I don't think our squad's strong enough for Manchester City or Liverpool. I think they're going to get ahead of us. And people will start to say that Liverpool have got less points than Arsenal at the moment. I hope it stays that way, but I can't see it. Liverpool are in a title race still, let's be honest. They are going to be. When they get their players back, they'll start crawling up the table. Manchester City look ridiculously good, as you saw last weekend. And I think when you look at, at the moment, what Arsenal and, and, um, and, uh, and Manchester City are doing, it's encouraging. But I still stay level-headed. I know that we're going for a Champions League, not a title. And I would take I'd take a title, of course, but I need to be realistic, mate. And um, I think Champions League for Arsenal would be a good season. Um, I look at what Chelsea and Tottenham have got. I still see some gaps in their team. I don't see as many gaps in the Arsenal first eleven, but I certainly do in our squad. And two or three more ahead will be will be needed for us. But I was really, really happy with today's performance, mate. And uh, listen, I know I know you guys are going to be in a different fight for us this season. But um, in terms of our quality, I thought it shone through. It looked really good, man. There was a debate on the BBC website on Friday. What's the biggest achievement? Arsenal finishing inside the top three or Bournemouth finishing outside of the bottom three? I think it was Charlene that was fighting from your corner. Oh, really? uh, Tom from back of the net from our corner. What do you think? Well, listen, I need to be realistic about Arsenal's season, but I also need to be realistic about Bournemouth's season as well. Because I look at Bournemouth and what I see is, is a team that will, will fight. And the first game of the season really, really impressed me. And I said it to you on, on Football's 12 Man podcast. I said, look, you know, I was really impressed with you against Villa. You've got Man City and Arsenal after that. You can't really look at it and start losing your heads because you've lost the two good sides. And I think when you come up, you want that. So people, you know, will moan, oh my God, we've got Man City and Arsenal. This is what you asked for. You wanted Premier League football. That's what happened. So you've got to be playing those teams. But in terms of your question, this, I, I, I think we've got a better chance of getting the Champions League. The balls haven't stayed up. I know it sounds really harsh and I don't, I've got to be realistic. I think Bournemouth will struggle. I don't see that you've done quite enough yet in the transfer market. And I know it's still open. Listen, you could get a couple of heads in there and, and, and look to be a team that, that fights and could be a surprise package. But I think it's going to be really close top and bottom. Mate. It's hard to call. It really is. Well, I feel great after chatting to you, mate. <laughs> Thanks very much. Thanks, Sam. Nice to man. see you, mate. You too, catch up with you soon. Yeah, yeah, definitely, man. Nice one. Well, we got Mark here as well. Mark, okay. we'll finish off with you. Right. Um, first half wasn't great, was it? No, um, just couldn't get near him. I think you could just tell sort of like these sort of like top sides, just different difference from when you see like championship teams last season to these top teams in the Premier League. Speed of the ball and just without the ball as well. When we had the ball, they just closed down quickly. When they had the ball, they moved the ball quickly. Just couldn't get near him. When we did play the ball up to like Keith Moore, just didn't have players like running beyond him. And then he was holding the ball up, but as soon as he was controlling it, either into his chest or into his feet. He had two, like, two players like around him and we didn't have that support. There was no players then running beyond him either like a Tavernier or um, yep. or like a Billing. So if we did play the ball forward, there was nobody there. And um, it was, yeah, it was a tough first half. I think second half sort of like changed, didn't we? Sort of changed formation. We had, had a bit of a go, got the ball in the box a couple of times. And I think maybe like when we just play Keeper Moore up there, maybe it might be worth get, getting crosses in the box and letting him attack. He got a couple of sort of headers in. 
Um, I mean, then their third goal just killed it. I mean, what what a goal their third goal, and that's the difference in it between sort of like the teams at the top of the Premier League and maybe like the also sort of like teams sort of like mid table and below. You know, defender sets forward and it's that strike in the top corner, and that's the difference really. Um, hopefully, we can just take points off all like these other games. Liverpool next next week will be tough, but you know, you're looking at Wolves and maybe Forest like the week after that. They're the teams we've got to try and take sort of points off if we want to sort of stay up. Um, we've got to target certain teams, but let's face it, the teams that three out of the four of the teams we faced at the start of the season weren't ones that we were really looking at, were they? No, and I think getting sort of like the points against Aston Villa, if you sort of said like we get three points in the first few games, beat Aston Villa, lose to Man City, lose to Arsenal, everyone probably would have like predicted that. It's just good that we did beat Aston Villa because otherwise it would have been sort of like say tough. But um, yeah, Liverpool next week, I think another tough game. And there's got to be sort of like Wolves, Wolves one of those sort of like teams don't score many, don't concede many. Um, if we sort of say scrap, scrap in that game and you never know, but at least there's still quite a few teams behind us at the moment. So Yeah, cannot wait. Mark, yeah. cheers yeah. coming yeah. on, mate. Yeah. Really Frankie. appreciate yeah. it. Thanks. Up the chairs. But it wasn't all bad this week as Bournemouth fans travelled to Norwich with that 6-0 defeat of last season still fresh in their memory. I know it still gives Tom nightmares. They were surprised, though, by the plucky Cherry's second string. So I'm going to leave you with some highlights from the recent uh, matchday vlog, which is available in full on the YouTube channel, finishing with some soothing words from Sam to composers before we prepare for that long trip to play Liverpool on the weekend. Thanks for listening to Back of the Net. I've been Tiggs, and this is the number one AFCB fans podcast. Afternoon, welcome to this back of the net match day vlog. It's Tuesday, it's Carabao Cup day, it's Norwich away. Sorry, keep down there. <laughs> Tom's been scrolling through his phone, seeing some news about uh, Sariki Dembele, mate. Like, I think he might be off. Yeah, it looks like he's off. Um, so, yeah, we need some more players. So let's let them go. Um, yeah, a bit weird. Tom, yeah. what have we got, mate? Well, it's kind of, we, we were expecting this when we saw that Dembele wasn't going to be around. So it's Neto in goal. It looks like a back four of, from right to left, of Stacey, Hill, Senesi and Greenwood. With Pearson and Lewis Cook in the middle. Lewis Cook's captain with Marcondes in front, and then Anthony, Lowe, and Christie. That was the weirdest <laughs> pub experience I think I've ever, ever, Still ever the had. Unbelievable. I, uh, there was a washing machine in there. If anyone, right, so if anyone of you watches Peep Show, there's an episode where Superhands and Jez, they buy a pub, right? And Jez sees a washing machine in there, this old pub, and says, oh, we better get rid of that. Superhand says, no mate, that's got to stay. People will be freaked out, people will buy more drinks. There was a washing machine in that pub. We got four pubs. So. <laughs> we bought eight pubs. Yeah, so maybe that, maybe that was the reason, but yeah. I don't know what's weird or our subs bench or that boozer, mate. Come on Hello, Newcrest. Just, um... We were just chatting about the different types of beverage here. Tom drops a bomb on me, go on. Uh, Jamal Lowe's ill in the warm-up, so Christian Sadie starts. Ill, ill in the warm-up. We could have done with someone like Dembele to come in. <laughs> Steve's, Steve's standing by the uh, the open air. He's got no reception, there's a man who wants to place their last minute pet. Yes, I'm going all in on Christian Sadie. <laughs> Thank you.
whether he should palm it wide, I don't know why he palms it back out. Greenwood's on his heels. I've been a lot in it, but it's players. possession in that half and um, glad it finally came to fruition with a goal mate because I thought yeah. we did alright in that half to win. Three sitters we've missed, we've been the better side, there's a lot of space off the back of their midfield but we haven't quite exploited it yet, it should be a very different scoreline to what it is but just got both left backs and both teams getting targeted so got to get through that the best we can and as much as they've got the first team on the bench and we don't. I think the 11 we've got out there should be good enough to see this through. Yeah, it feels a bit Carabao-y in that there's not a lot of coherence with either side, you know. It's a, it's a, there's no real flow to the game. Um, Anthony's looked quite lively um, and great work for Sadie for the goal. Um, so, so yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I'm hopeful we'll, we'll, uh, we'll come through it. A home tie next, ideally. That would be ideal. I'm Jerry. I'm Jerry. Well, I agree, What's that? Sadie! Yeah, we're in. Save on the tag. Hang on. We're in. Emmy! Oh, the ball! That's pissed. You want that to drop to Emmy as well. Oh. Mate, we're having chances here. Mate, having chances. Get Chris Sadie in the team, you're open league. Who can you make? Five margins in football. Five margins, eh? Yes, mate. Anthony is having a save off the line. He's got a match with me today. so I'm not raising my voice too loudly otherwise it's going to wake a lot of people up but 
In football, the moments of joy, especially in the Premier League for a team like us, are few and far between. So these little nuggets of goodness when we win penalty shootouts, even if it is against Norwich, it's a joy to be held. And look, I thought it was a really good performance tonight. I'm not going to get into the technical stuff. I'll let social media deal with that. But it was a really, really good evening, full of entertainment. And for the neutral, I think it was actually a very, very good game of football. Bournemouth, I think, rightfully emerged victors. And wherever this cup run goes, possibly not far, at least we've had that nugget of joy in amongst a Premier League campaign that's started to form. And we knew it wasn't going to be easy. So look, glad we got the win tonight. We're going to push on to the league now. It's Liverpool on Saturday. Cannot wait for that. But for now, it's time for me to go to bed. Richie. Maybe on Walker. Pew. Pew! That'll do it! That will do it! Pew for Bournemouth! The roof of the gold sands is raised! Everyone here knows what that could be to this football club. Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.